we use things we don't understand. Things like electricity, cars, microwave ovens, even smartphones, telephones. Can you explain how any of these things work? Most people can't. They don't have a clue. What about your business? Are you doing the same thing, using it without understanding it? I'm going to give you a pass on electricity. I mean, you look up a definition of this thing and you'll find many of them are self-referencing. Like, electricity is the set of physical phenomena associated with the presence and emotion of electric charge. Well, thanks, that didn't tell me anything. The noun is defined by itself as a form of measurement. <laughs> or even worse, a form of electricity resulting from the existence of charged particles such as electrons or protons, either statistically as an accumulation of charge or dynamically as a current. What a bunch of gobbledygook, right? You have to know what all those things are, and even those definitions will just be kind of abstractions and little intense things that you need to understand, and then maybe you'll develop kind of a picture. But at least from that one, you can take away the idea that it's a form of energy. All right, electricity is a form of energy. Cars, vehicles, well, they're made of systems. The main system turns an energy source, which is petroleum fuel in this case, which you'll call gasoline or petrol, into physical energy, which is the drivetrain turning the wheels that sends you down the street. If people only understood that much, it'd be a big improvement. What about microwave ovens? Well, they're passing the specific wavelength of energy into the food or the drink, and that turns electricity. Remember, that comes out of the plug in the wall into the machine, that's the microwave oven, turns that into heat. Presto, you get a warmed up consumable. Goody. Telephones are an interesting example of using things without understanding them because they've had this modern change in how they do part of what they do, kind of the middle chunk of it. This is illuminating because you can start seeing how a sort of change out, plug and play idea can be used with other items. Your voice is turned into a vibration. A microphone's kind of an audio speaker in reverse. And that's turned into a series of digital blips. And these blips used to be sent down a wire to someone else's phone, or they'd be turned back into a vibration and reproduced through the speaker to the listener. So speakers and microphones are the opposite of each other. It's fun to notice that the sound you hear isn't your friend's voice. It's a reproduction of it. I'm always amused by that. I'm talking to this machine, basically. I'm not talking to my friend. Technology changes, though, and since being invented in the 1970s, cellular towers have taken the place of wires to communicate those blips, the middle of the system. We still use the microphone and the speakers to record, receive, and reproduce that sound, but the thing in the middle, the transmission system, communicating that information has changed. Another nifty point to notice is how old the idea is that we're working with here. It's the backbone of our communications network. I mean, they're always upgrading it, like 3G to 4G, for instance. Well, who knows what that means? I don't know what it means to you. But the concept is nearing 50 years of age. It makes you wonder 
what we could be using. Could we be using something better to transfer this data around, but the powers that be are holding back because they've invested big time in this cell network? Kind of stuck in this idea. Of course, I didn't mention satellites, which the cell towers bounce the blips up and down from to send our voice reproductions around the planet to where they need to be, and in moments, too. I mean, you have to appreciate the speed here. At least that part's working really well, right? If you could unplug wires and plug in cellular networks in the phone system, how could you take that concept to your business and its ability to scale in the future? Let's talk about energy because that's been a sort of change out plug and play thing too over the years. If we were living sometime between, I don't know, around the 1600s through the later 1800s, we'd think whale oil was fueled. I mean, people fueled their lights with this. There was no electrical light. There was no power system. There's no con ed, you know? Whale oil, you pour that into a lamp and you light it and it burns. You think of those big sailing ships and all those masts cluttered up in, in harbors. Many of those are whaling ships, and they're in from killing and stripping blubber from and boiling oil from those unfortunate whales. Electricity didn't really catch on until this guy named Volta figured out how to do something serious with it, and only in the later 1800s did it start getting adopted. We'll return to electricity in a moment, because it's the middle part of the thing. But in the meantime, we have coal. Coal is the thing that came after whale oil. You'll crack a smile about the threat of some bad boy or girl getting a lump of coal in their stocking, right? In some kind of miserable Scrooge-esque Christmas story kind of way, right? <laughs> to us, that'd be useless, right? This lump of coal. But when I tell you coal supplanted whale oil as the big fuel source, the thing you burn for heat, and you transport yourself mentally back to Victorian times, maybe you won't see it as a slap in the face. That lump of coal is somebody caring about your well-being. I'd like you to be warm. Coal is a rock. Somebody figured out that you could burn this rock, <laughs> and that it gave off a lot of heat for a long time relative to its size. How long? Well, there's a game called Silent Hill, and fans of that game series are likely to know about the real-world town of Centralia, Pennsylvania. At this place, an underground coal fire has been going on for 60 years. It's become a ghost town. The first engine-powered ships were powered by coal, and many homes' furnaces were fueled by this rock. Coaling a ship was a big operation. The second vessel, called the Collier, would have to come up alongside and the coals transferred over into the warship's hold. That could take over 12 hours to refuel a typical ship. And you think about it, during that time, the warship can't do very much at all. You hope you don't get attacked, right? So these ships are sneaking around the Atlantic and whatever, trying not to get found, meet up with their Collier and refuel, and then go out and do some badass stuff again, right? Power plants were made around the world that use coal as their fuel source. At least 40% of the world's fuel still comes from coal today. Now this is a dirty fuel. How coal turns into heat in a historical home furnace by being burned is a pretty easy picture to grasp, right? But how does coal turn into electricity? 
This is useful for our change out plug and play idea. So the coal is burned, right? It produces gas and that goes into a boiler. The boiler is boiling water. It's like this big tank. So the heat from burning the coal is heating up the water and that turns into a vapor, a gas that we know of as steam, right? And the steam is moving up. And as it moves up, it turns these blades of a turbine. This was the first thing I did out of college was sell industrial gas turbine power plants. So I know all about this stuff. Think of a big wheel with spinning blades, okay? And many of them. So imagine like eight or 10 or 12 windmills stacked in front of each other in a row, just the, the blades part, right? That's what a turbine is. And that shaft it's turning, that goes into a generator, which is a machine that takes that motion and runs it through things called stator windings. That's about all you need to know there, okay? And those are what makes the electricity. So that motion going through these stator winding things makes the electricity come out the other side. Natural gas has often supplanted coal as the fuel source nowadays. What you're burning to heat the boiler water and turn into the steam that turns the turbine to produce the electricity. See? So the center of the system is the same in this case, right? Electricity. Using a turbine to take steam that's heated up by something, right? That water's heated up by some fuel source, whether it's coal or natural gas or something else. That's what's being burned here. What's hydro then, you might ask? water power, right? Dams are popular power sources in my home province of British Columbia. Rivers are in plentiful supply there. Water is passing through the dam and it uses that pressure of the river and the dam blocking it to turn the turbines. I want you to notice how everything after the turbines is the same. That's the change out plug and play thing here. Nuclear power plants work the same way. You split uranium atoms, that's the hard part. This is clean, supposedly, right? Until the radiation leak happens. But splitting uranium atoms gives off so much heat, it boils the water in the boiler, that turns into steam and turns those turbines. Ships used to be run by wind power, then coal, then petroleum oil, and now we have nuclear submarines and aircraft carriers that don't need to refuel for decades. It's insane when you think about it. We don't need to go back to port for 25 years. Think of our electrical network, which has all these different fuel sources plugged into it, all ultimately turning turbines to create that electrical energy. How can you use what you've learned here in your business? Well, the thing in the middle is the same, isn't it? The electrical network. What you produce, money, in your case, or happy clients, that's the constant output. But plugging into that might be several different sources of fuel to be used, like organic traffic, paid traffic, affiliates, joint ventures, strategic partnerships, many, many more options are available to you. So, are you just using your business, or do you understand it? Do you really want to understand it? If you want to know the truth about your business, I want you to go to this link, coldstartech.com slash red-team. And that is the starting point of finding out 
the truth about your business.